It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the overall comfort level for the tight end room and for the offensive line? You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything. Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks as always for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. A shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications wherever you're getting your podcasts and stay in touch with the show by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. And we are continuing our series today of going through the different positions that are lined up for Arizona State as we are just, just over a month away from uh, spring training. And we've got the official dates that have been released. I have them saved on my phone, but I do not have them in front of me. What I do know is that the spring uh, the, the spring scrimmage is going to be on a Wednesday this year. A little different than last year, but, you know, that's that's interesting, I, I suppose. Like, I don't know what your attendance is going to be. I feel like that was... Ma- I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not willing to say it's a good decision or a bad decision. It's just interesting. I don't think anybody really thought that was going to be the case, but you know, we'll see what happens until then we're going to be previewing the positional battles as we have done the last few days. We started with receivers and then we went to running backs. So if you haven't checked those out, definitely see those and uh, take a look at my opinions for those and how I feel in terms of comfort level. And honestly, I hyped them both up. So take a look and see why I'm so high on them. Today, tight ends and offensive line. We're going to lump them together. This is an interesting uh, competition. And we're going to start with the tight end room. And tight end is a position that Arizona State has had some pretty good success with the last couple of years. Thanks to uh, Jalen Conyers, who was a very, very, very good tight end for the team. Did not take a drastic step forward last year like a lot of people thought he would, but he was still good. And you had some depth prior to that. But now you enter this year, and there are uh, five tight ends on the team right now. You have Bryce Pierre, Jaden Fortier, Cameron Harpel, Marqueston Douglas, and Colson Arendt's. Definitely do not have the depth that you have had in previous years when you had Jalen Conyers and you had Messiah Swinson and a few years ago you had Curtis Hodges. It's it's not a position that you would say is a true strength of the team. But with that being said, there's three guys that really stand out to me. And we'll start off with the transfer from Florida State, 
Marqueston Douglas. The reason why he's so interesting to me is he's 6'5", 280 pounds. That is a big man. That is a big, 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 big boy. And he moves a lot better than you would think for a 280-pound tight end. And the thing that is so intriguing to me is not just his ability to be a sneaky good pass pass catcher, but the ability to line him up inside and use him as almost a six offensive lineman for yourself. And the best part is because he is a tight end, unless he is seriously lined up at tackle, like he's not going to have to report. You're just going to have to account for this big dude, either running you over as a, as a, as a blocker or running down the field and worrying about trying to figure out how to tackle him. He is such a interesting wild card. And I wouldn't predict him to be the number one tight end on the team by the end of the year or anything like that. But there's there's a little niche that you have for Mark Heston Douglas. And with somebody that is built the way he is built and is able to move the way he moves, you have a nice little advantage there. And that's where I'm so intrigued with how you can use a guy that is the size that he is. Another one who's really, really interesting and intriguing to me, if you're, if you're longtime listeners of the podcast, you know how high I am on this freshman and he's definitely the future of the position for obvious reasons, but unbelievably talented kid, Jaden Fortier coming in from Oregon was a four-star recruit and just just a flat out athlete because he was the he was a really good safety for his high school as well and he is he's somebody that is just so dynamic in the ways that you can use him he's a really good pass catcher he's somebody that is able to line up defensively but a big part of that is because of how good his hands are that's where 48 really brings an edge for me is knowing that Arizona state who loses Jalen Conyers has a young kid that can participate in the passing game and be a high level player. Now, if he does that as freshman year, I don't really know. The reason why I hold back a little bit is he is recovering from an ACL surgery. So he may not be ready for the start of the year, but he could be as well. Like ACLs are so weird because they're, Obviously, season-ending injuries, but some people heal heal from them in eight to ten months, and some people take a year and a half. So, I'm not sure where 48 is going to land. So, we'll be monitoring that for sure. If he is good to go for the start of the season, then yeah, I'm going to be all in on that hype train. If he needs some time to um, get ready, then totally understandable. And I'll just push my excitement back to either his redshirt freshman year or his true sophomore year, whatever it ends up being. But I am very, 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 very high on Jaden Fortier. I encourage you guys to be as well. Last tight end that I think is really worth mentioning is Bryce Pierre. Again, if you're a regular to the podcast, you know that I am also really high on Bryce Pierre. This is, this is one of the biggest breakout candidates of the 2024 season. When I eventually do that list, Bryce Pierre 
might be number one. As of now, I'm not really sure who would be ahead of him. I could put Jaden Rashada there, I suppose, but I truly believe that Bryce Pierre is going to be in for a big season in 2024. This is definitely a player that I look at him and I won't say that there is like this huge untapped potential, but there's definitely some pretty good potential here for Bryce Pierre to turn into a household name in 2024. The Sun Devils really have valued the tight end position over the last few years, and Bryce Pierre has been a part of that. He went from tight end three in 2022 to tight end two, and sometimes tight end one last year. Well, now Jalen Conyers is gone, Messiah Swinson is gone, and you've got a lot of unproven guys at the tight end spot. This is this is where Bryce Pierre should be able to come in, seize the role, and absolutely flourish. And I truly am all in on Bryce Pierre. I think that this is this is the guy that I truly view him as one of the biggest breakouts. And I will beat that drum until I'm correct because I, I, I'm not going to be incorrect. I will 100% double down, triple down, whatever it is. Bryce Pierre is going to be good this year. He's going to be a beast this year. He's going to be one of the best kept secrets in the Big 12. Really encourage you guys to get in on him too. Number 13, there were times, like I said, where he was tied in one last year over Jalen Conyers. Partially in snaps, partially in production, partially because of injuries that Conyers was dealing with throughout the year. Bryce Pierre is that guy. And he's got the profile to go to the next level, especially if he breaks out this year, 6'5", 255, good hands. He's not going to beat you with speed, but he's a, he's a tough guy to tackle. Big on Bryce Pierre. Big on Jaden Fortier. Very excited about Marcaston Douglas. And then Cameron Harpole and Colson Arendt's they're definitely going to get some snaps. Arends being a redshirt freshman is definitely a part of the future there. Uh, Cameron Harpole is a redshirt junior. They're going to be able to compete, and I wouldn't be surprised if those guys were tight end two or tight end three. I really wouldn't be, but as of right now, they are behind the eight ball a little bit compared to these three that I just talked about. But again, there's there's nothing stopping them from being able to be starting tight ends here. It's a wide open competition. Bryce Pierre, probably tight end one. Uh, uh, short of something just absolutely drastic happening. There's no reason for him not to be number one. But number two is open. If 48 is healthy, he'll compete. If he's not, then he'll be behind everybody else. Marqueston Douglas, he is a really intriguing guy. He's not had this huge productive career as of now, he's not necessarily going to come in as tight end three or tight end two. He might be tight end four or five. It's up to a Reds and it's up to Harple to be able to compete for more snaps. And I won't rule them out at all. But as of right now, I definitely see those three that we talked about, Douglas, Fortier, and Pierre, as probably your top three tight ends. Now we're going to switch over to the offensive line here in just one moment. We're going to be looking at the tackles and we're going to be looking at the interior together at the same time. We're going to talk about the returning guys. We're going to talk about the transfers. We're going to talk about the freshmen who intrigue me the most. We're going to talk about those right now. This is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel because not only is it on YouTube, but it's available on Amazon Fire TV and is on the free Fire TV channel apps. Locked On Sports Today, it's 24-7. Biggest stories, local experts, national shows, everything. Check it out on the Fire TV TV channels. All right, back into our conversation. Let's go ahead and take a look at the offensive line. This is this is a good year for competition. Now, last year when we were coming in, Kenny Dillingham, Bo Baldwin, and everybody else that was involved with the offense believed that the Sun Devils were too deep along the offensive line. And that just was not the case for more reasons than one. Part of it was it felt like there was a lot of guys that were transitioning and trying to figure out the offense. And that shouldn't be a surprise because it was a brand new system and it was a brand new offensive philosophy. So even the guys who were coming in as transfers had to figure stuff out. Even the guys who were returning had to figure stuff out. It was always going to be a transition year, but you also had a bunch of injuries. It felt like there was next to nobody who was able to stay healthy for the for the majority, let alone the entirety of the 2023 season. So we go into this year with lots of competition once again. And I look, I'm not I'm still not willing to say like this is the deepest spot on the team, but there's a lot a lot, a lot of guys that are going to be pushing each other to be the best that they possibly can. We're going to start at tackle. There's, to me, three guys who could start at left tackle for the team. We'll start with Bram Walden. Again, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a huge Bram Walden guy. He is a former four-star recruit. He is shown potential last year. He was banged up, just like Everybody else seemingly was, but when he was out there, I felt that he was playing pretty good. I'm not going to tell you he was elite. I'm not going to tell you he was NFL worthy, but especially for the, the previous standard that was going on at Arizona state, he was, he was very, very good, very quality at worst. I would have no issue slotting him in at left tackle and rolling with the big dude and seeing what he can do in his second year of the program. Another interesting guy here, 
And these next two guys are going to be transfers. But the one who's really, really intriguing is Jalen Clem coming in from Washington. Clem has tackle experience and he has guard experience. He also was playing on what was the best offensive line in football in 2023. Now he's at Arizona State. And I don't know where you put him. What I do know is he's starting. Whether it's at left tackle, whether it's at guard, he's going to find a place starting on this offensive line. I have always been of the philosophy of start your best five. Obviously, that's not saying if you if your best five are offensive tackles, you don't roll them all out there. But what you do need to understand is you cannot afford to strictly pigeonhole guys into they can't play X position. I mean, again, like center probably shouldn't be a tackle. Tackle probably shouldn't be a center. But guys like Jalen Clem are who I'm talking about. Guys like Jalen Clem who you look at him and you say, he's going to start one way or the other. He's our left tackle. He's our left guard, whatever. You just find a way to get him on the field. Now, he is going to compete for the left tackle spot. And like Walden, I wouldn't have an issue with him being your starting left tackle. But even if he's not, then you slide him in the guard. And guess what? We're going to talk about guard here in a second, but you would be matching him up with Ben Coleman, who is returning from injury, was a previous uh, all-conference player at Cal when he transferred. You have a very good problem to have with Jalen Clem. And he's just find a spot for him. That's where I'm intrigued by him. But what I'll tell you, I am also really in on Jalen Clem. He played well last year. He's coming into this program where there's a lot of wide open competition. And even if he loses one, one position, he's still going to be in competition for others. That's not to say that he's guaranteed to start. Like at the end of the day, if he's just not good, then he's not going to get out there. But I don't see that happening. I don't see any scenario where Jalen Clem is not a starter for you. Could be at left tackle. Another guy who's going to compete is Josh Atkins coming in from Hawaii. He's, he's got, I I believe the most experience right now playing along the um, offensive line. He's got he's got what I'm looking for with the playtime experience. He's not a small guy. The playtime experience is definitely the biggest thing for me, though. And I look at him as as someone who, if he is if he's able to stay healthy, that's the biggest thing with all these guys he should be able to find his way onto the field. And even if it's not at left tackle, maybe he lines up at right. But the right tackles, it's going to be some kind of Emmett Bully and Max Ionaker. Uh, Bully is returning from a season-ending injury, but he was the starting right tackle last year. Ionaker was able to get on the field last year. Uh, obviously, he was banged up. If he's good to go, I like him being able to start somewhere. Interior, lots of depth here. I feel much better about the interior than I do the offensive tackle spot. Returning for you are Lee Fontanu at center, Ben Coleman returning from injury, and Cade Bricks, who saw some time last year. 
honestly, you could start those three and I'd be happy. With Fontanu, he is probably the the guy who's returning that I have the least amount of question marks with. And he's plug and play for me. I, I feel like I abuse that term a lot and I try to step away from it, but he really is like he played every game last year at a, at a pretty high level. He knows what he's doing. Plug and play Ben Coleman. If he returns to form, that's another guy that you're just going to struggle to keep off the field. Cade Briggs at worst, really, really good depth. You got some transfers coming in. You got Joey Sua. You got Issy Matatia. You've got freshmen coming in and some Missy Tonga and with Terrell Kim. There's there's other freshmen as well, like Champ Westbrooks, who just need some time to be able to bulk up. But Tonga and Kim are already over the 300-pound mark. That's that's a lot of good competition. These guys are going to be able to have that iron sharpens iron mentality and get the best out of each other. That's where this is so intriguing to me. That's where I'm so interested and why I am higher on the offensive guard spot than the offensive tackle spot. And that's not to say the that I don't like the offensive tackles. I do think you got some good competition, but man, I look at the interior and I'm like, you could start any of those five and I or uh any any of those guys at those three spots and you'd be good with it. You wouldn't you wouldn't feel like you're definitively rolling out a bad rotation. And that's the other thing is you could rotate these guys. If you really need to, you can find out who works best and who like, especially in the start of the year, your first three games being out of conference. I think that you should be flirting and entertaining different lineups and opportunities for these guys. You shouldn't have to roll out and say it is Fontanu, Coleman, Briggs. We're sticking with that the whole year. You could, if they're all top tier, but why not get Issy Matatia out there? Why not get Terrell Kim out there? Why not move Jalen Clem to guard? Have good open competition to start the year. Obviously, throughout spring training and through training camp in the fall, figure out what you're going to do. But there's a lot of competition on the interior, there's, there's, there's just competition everywhere. Right now, I feel like only Fontanio is the only person who feels safe to have his position locked down. And even still, there's going to be competition. He's not guaranteed anything, but he's the closest thing that we have right now to saying like, yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. That being said, the comfort level that I have is probably more promising than what you guys might think. We're going to talk about my comfort level in just a moment. This is the Locked On Sunnivals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find qualified professionals that are right for the role. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have so many qualified candidates and so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses 
will get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding new ways to make that process easier, and they've even launched a feature that helps write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Two and a half million businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I appreciate you for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. And again, check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel, not just on YouTube, but on Amazon Fire as well. Biggest stories, national shows all that good stuff, 24-7. Check it out. Stay up to date on everything. Let's wrap up the conversation by talking about my overall comfort level with these positions. And I think it is worth noting that I I like, if if, if anything else, I like the amount of competition, the amount of depth, the amount of uncertainty. Now, that last part might leave you a little confused. Richie, how can you like the uncertainty? Well, the reason I like the uncertainty is because you don't look at it in doubt. You don't look at the uncertainty and you think, ah, crap, this isn't good. Instead, you look at it and you're like, man, there's a lot of combos for us. There's a lot of different ways this can go and you feel good about it. You look at the competition, you look at the depth, you look at the uncertainty here and you have to like what you see. It's not like you're rolling in and there's three Richie Bradshaw's out there. Then of course you have to have a conversation and you're like, I don't know, man, maybe we, maybe we don't have the depth we want. You turn that uncertainty into worry. You turn that uncertainty into concern. And that's not what I see here. Instead, I see lots of guys. And guys who can do multiple things. I mentioned with Marqueston Douglas that he is able to line up inside and he is able to catch the ball. I mentioned with Jalen Clem that he could be your left tackle or he could be a guard for you. I mentioned with Lee Fontanu that he feels as though he's the plug-and-play guy. But if he's not, then you've got other guys that you can throw in there. Jaden Fortier, a great pass-catching option for you. Emmett Boldy has starting experience at right tackle. Max Ionaker, someone that you just want to find a spot for him on the offensive line. There's so many options here, both along the offensive line and at the tight end spot. And it gives me good comfort. Now, to play devil's advocate, there could be less comfort because of what I just described is the uncertainty as some people could look at it and they go, yeah, that scares the, you know, what out of me and it'd be understandable and it would be totally fair and totally valid. 
But the way I view it personally myself is I like it. I like this uncertainty that we have because it's going to create competition and it's going to drive these guys to be their best. Because again, even guys that you feel should be the starters are not guaranteed it. You look at Bryce Pierre, you look at Lee Fontano, you look at Jalen Clem. Those three feel like starters no matter what. They could also all be backups. And that's not a bad thing. If anything, that's a good thing. Because you're looking at guys who started games last year. And suddenly they're not starting games for you. And it might not even be because they're playing bad. It just it might be because the guys behind them are playing good. And that's what I'm assuming here. I'm not going to go into this and like assume one of these players is just playing dreadfully bad. I'm going to go into it and I'm going to say, hey man, you might be number one on the roster spot right now, but you better you better play your absolute best because X, Y, and Z behind you are going to be playing good too. That's where I love this uncertainty. You can you can always spin uncertainty in the worst way possible. But I think that this is a very good situation for the Sun Devils to have. So my overall comfort level, it's pretty good. You ask me to predict the starting five right now, I don't think I could. Like, again, like Lee Fontanu, uh, Jalen Clem feel like probably plug-and-play guys. I would assume Ben Coleman is coming back. Outside of that, it could be anybody along the offensive line. Tight end, it should be Bryce Pierre. Who tight end two is, I have no idea. But it's not a bad thing that we don't know these things right now. And we'll have answers. And we will have a really good first look at spring camp and seeing how these guys line up and seeing how the 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 reps are split. So keep paying attention because this is the group. These two positions are the group that have, you could call it question marks if you want. I'm not. I'm calling it stiff competition. What do you guys think of the tight end spot? What do you think of the offensive line? Who's your starting five offensive lineman as of right now? Let me know in the comments. You can hit me up on Twitter, RichieBrad36, the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils, but wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And as always, a shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. Again, guys, you're the best for tuning in. We're going to be continuing our look at the positional camp battles. We're going to be flipping to the defensive side of the football here. We still have quarterbacks to go through, which will come later in the week. And we got plenty of coverage coming for you. Otherwise, quick reminder, we will not have a basketball show on Sunday with some stuff going on behind the scenes with the, with not the program, the network. So I will still be keeping you up to date. I'll let you guys know what's going on with hoops. I'll let you guys know what's going on with football and I'll see you next time. Till then you keep it locked right here on locked on Sunday. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.